guys for your worship. Again, we are so glad that uh, y'all are here today. Uh, welcome again to the Gathering Church. It's just so good to see you worshiping today and listening to you worship today. Thank you for that. Uh, if this is your first time in church since uh, Christmas Eve, uh, I want to welcome you. It's, that's cool. That's you. That's fine. I want you to know I'm so glad that you're here. If you're watching online right now because you didn't want to come to church or you weren't sure what Easter was all about, that's cool. I want to welcome you. Thank you for checking us out. Uh, if, you're, if you're here because you're always here, I want to welcome you back. Thank you for coming. If you're here hoping that I can help you figure out the logic behind a bunny laying egg in order to celebrate Jesus' resurrection, I can't help you on that one. I don't have a clue, but I know we're all going to do it probably today. We're going to lay out those eggs. The kids are going to ask us. We're going to go talk to the preacher. Don't come talk to me. I don't know. I don't have a clue, but we are so glad that you're here. I have preached a lot of Easter sermons, and I know the story. I know the story. My father is a preacher, and so I've heard this story my entire life. I have heard it, I have taught it, and I have preached it. And so I know this story. And it is very easy for me to think that everyone knows this story, right? <clears throat> right? Jesus died, and, and then Jesus came back to life. But maybe we don't even need to assume that. Maybe there are folks who know even less than that. And so I started thinking about all of this. And then I started thinking, and they don't know the story. They certainly don't know why it matters. And then the thought occurred to me, does it matter? Does Easter Matter. I mean, let, let's, let's be honest. Remember, we're, we are a church with no filter. We do not fear asking the big questions about faith. So let's ask the question. I don't need you to answer it. Just ask the question. Does Easter really matter? Does Easter really matter to you? Now, I don't, I don't want the, the quick church answer, you know, the answer we know we're supposed to say, oh, yeah, Easter matters to me, Pastor. I don't need that. Just stop for a moment and think. Does Easter matter to you? And the only way to answer yes to that question is to look at your life and to be able to say how Easter has changed your life and how Easter continues to change your life. Because I truly believe there are folks who come to, actually I know this, there are folks who come to church regularly who have not been changed by Easter. And so if they're honest with themselves, they would have to say that Easter doesn't really matter all that much to them. So what is the big deal about Easter? Does it matter? Well, the answer is yes. But whether it matters to you or not, that's another question. But Easter matters. You see, without Easter, this whole Christianity thing is absolutely Pointless. It matters that Jesus rose from the dead. It matters that Jesus physically walked out of that tomb. It matters. It matters that Jesus lives. Because he lives, well, it changes everything. So if you have your Bible, let's read the story. 
So I want you to open your Bible if you have it. Go to Luke chapter 24 if you have your phone, which I know you do. Uh, if you have the Bible app on your phone or have Google even, go to Luke chapter 24. Or you can follow along on the screen beside me. Luke 24, we're going to start in verse 1. It says, but very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb taking the spices they had prepared. They found the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in. They didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered that he had, that he had said that, said that this. So they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Then he went home again wondering what had happened. And so here's, here's the thing. I don't know what you believe. All right? I don't know what. Some of you are probably like rock star Christians, right? You have all your stuff together, and it's kind of surprising that you're not mentioned in the Bible, right? Maybe that's you, and that's awesome. Some of you are, are Christians who are just maybe barely holding your stuff together, right? Like we were talking about, it's chaos in your house, right? It's a miracle that you're even here because if we could see what you had to go through to get here, it would just be ugly. If that's you, that's cool. And some of you are here because someone forced you to be here or because you know, well, everyone goes to church on Easter, so I'm going to go. If that's you, again, no worries. I'm glad you're here. And since I don't know exactly where you are on the spectrum of belief, I'm just, let me just talk about myself for a second. For myself, I believe that Jesus Christ physically rose from the dead. Now, that is not just because my parents taught me that Jesus physically rose from the dead. It's not just because my Sunday school teachers taught me that Jesus physically rose from the dead. You see, I go all the way back to the New Testament. I go all the way back to guys like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul, and James. Matthew was a tax collector. And he wrote about the physical resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mark was a first century Greek who wrote about the physical resurrection of Jesus Christ. Luke, a doctor, he interviewed eyewitnesses to the resurrection. And he wrote about the physical resurrection of Jesus Christ. John was a businessman. And he wrote about the physical resurrection of Jesus Christ. Paul knew all of these guys. And also saw Jesus after the resurrection. And he wrote about the physical resurrection of Jesus Christ. And James, Jesus' own brother, he wrote about the physical resurrection of Jesus Christ. And look, you know if a brother is giving props to his brother over something, it's got to be real, right? And then on top of all of that, every one of these men, every single one, died for what they said they saw. So I believe these guys. But here's what's interesting. There are folks, and maybe you're one of them, you like a lot about a lot of, of what Jesus said. You like a lot of what Jesus said, right? You love that love your neighbor stuff. That's good stuff. 
You love the care for the widows and orphans. That's, that's good stuff. You, you love the do not judge stuff, especially when it's about you. That's good stuff. But the physical resurrection, that one's a bit hard to believe. I mean, only, only a really gullible person would believe a story about a guy who was dead, literally dead, for three days walking out of his grave. Only someone really naive would believe that, right? It is hard to believe. It's like the ultimate April Fool's joke. And listen, you're not alone if that's you. I mean, ever since Jesus walked out of the grave, people have been denying that it happened. Ever since that day, people have tried to cling to some of the things he taught, but they don't really buy into the physical resurrection. To this day, there are people who call themselves Christians who do not believe Jesus physically rose from the dead. And so we read about this stuff, all this stuff about Jesus, and we think it's good stuff, just not the resurrection. See, the problem is the only reason you know about all that good stuff that Jesus did is because Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul, James, and others told you about it. And guess what? They also said he physically rose from the dead. And so you've got to ask yourself, which part are they lying about? Or were they lying about it all? Were they all willing to lie about it all the way to being killed because of it? That's a big lie if it's a lie. Maybe you think it is. If that's where you are today, you call it a lie, okay, my job is not to force you to believe anything. But I hope you will listen to the rest of this message. Because this is the most important information you will ever hear in your life. I'm going to let the Apostle Paul tell you. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 3 and 4. It says, I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. Now, church, I believe that. The question still remains. So what? Okay. So what? What does it matter? What does the resurrection of Jesus some 2,000 years ago mean for us in 2022? Right? With, with wars and famine and racism and sexism and hatred and bigotry and murder and mass shootings, what does the resurrection of Jesus Christ mean for us today? If anything, does it matter to you? Has it changed your life? If not, you may be missing the most important part of the story. You see, it's not just that Jesus physically rose from the dead. He did, but that's not the most important part of the story. The most important part of the story is Jesus is alive. You see, we are not here to remember Easter. We are not here to commemorate Easter. We are not here to memorialize Easter. We are here to experience Easter. Easter, don't you see? This is why the resurrection matters. If Jesus died and that was it, then all the stories in the Bible would just be ancient stories about things that happened back then but have no relevance to us today. But because Jesus rose from the dead and because he is alive, then all those stories take on new meaning. It means that what Jesus did then, he can do now. Because he lives, the blind can be given sight Today, because he lives, the sick 
can be healed today. Because he lives, the hungry can be fed today. Because he lives, the lost can be found today. Because he lives, the storms of life can be stilled today. Because he lives, the sinner can become a saint today. Do you see there's a difference between believing the resurrection happened and proclaiming that Jesus lives? It goes from commemorating a great historical event to understanding that we are in the presence of the risen Savior. Jesus is alive. But I understand the problem. We can't see him. Right? So many of us are what I call Missouri Christians. The show me state. We're show me Christians. If we could touch them, if we could see them, then I believe. Maybe you've heard of Doubting Thomas, right? He wasn't around when Jesus appeared to the disciples after the resurrection. When the disciples told him they had seen Jesus alive, he didn't believe him. He said, unless I can touch his wounds, right, I won't believe. So maybe you're a Doubting Thomas. Unless you can touch him, unless you can see him, you're not going to believe this. Now granted, Jesus did appear to Thomas later. But what about us? Well, think about this. What about the billions of people who have given their lives to follow this man, Jesus? What about the thousands of Christians around the world who are risking death right now by just owning a Bible? Are they foolish? Are they naive? Or is it they have seen the risen Savior and it has forever changed them? Could it be that they, they know that Jesus is alive and that, and that drives everything they do? Could it be they know that it is Jesus alone who saved their marriage? Could it be they know it is Jesus alone who broke them from their addiction? Could it be they know it's Jesus alone who restored their family? You see, when we believe, I mean truly believe that Jesus is alive, it changes everything. When we live like Jesus is alive, it changes everything. When we live like Jesus is alive, we hate less and love more. We judge less and show grace more. We do less tearing down and more building up. We condemn less and forgive more. We fight less and make peace more. We do less taking, or more, less ta talking and more walking. We do less ignoring and more inviting. We do less Facebook fighting and more soul reviving. We take less and give more. We stop thinking of ourselves and we start caring for the world. We stop nailing others to the cross and we surrender ourselves to it. When we live like Jesus is alive, it changes everything. We need the church in America to live like Jesus is alive. We need the gathering church to live like Jesus is alive. When the women saw the empty tomb, they ran to tell others because they were excited. The news they had was and is the greatest news in the history of the world. The news they had changed the world. The news they had shattered the darkness. The news they had brought life into the dead end the disciples were living in. Church, we have the greatest news of all time. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. That news can save your marriage. That news can transform your family. That news can save your friends and your coworkers. That news can transform your community. That this news has and will continue to change the world. Amen. But do you believe? 
Has it changed your life? Have you allowed it to change your life? If not, today you can. Today you can choose to let the good news of Jesus Christ, his death and his, re his resurrection, change your life. If you want Jesus today, I invite you to come up to me after worship and let me just talk with you and pray with you. Do not pull it, put it off, church. Do not put it off. If you feel that desire right now, that you know right now, I want to know more about this Jesus guy. I want to know more about this resurrection, how it can transform my life. Do not put that off. Come talk to me. Because hear me, that is the creator of all things reaching out to you personally. He is desperate for you to know him. He is desperate for you to know just how much he loves you. So please do not leave here without answering him. Come talk. But for those of you who say that resurrection matters to you, have you been sharing this news with the world? Have you shared the news with your children? Have you shared the news with your best friend? Have you shared the news with your coworkers? Have you shared the news with your neighbor? Have you shared the news with the outcasts? Have you shared the news with the downtrodden? Have you shared the news with the oppressed? Have you shared the news with the marginalized? Have you shared the news that Jesus is alive? I wonder, is there anyone here today who knows the resurrection changed their life? If so, can you give a shout or a hand clap of praise today? Can you testify today? Come on, I know he's worried more than that. He changed your life. Give him praise today. Give him praise today. People all around you need to hear that Jesus is alive and why it matters to them. They are desperate for it, church. They are desperate to know that there is hope. They are desperate to know that it can get better. They are desperate to know there is a better way. They are desperate to know that healing is available. They are desperate to know that reconciliation can happen. They are desperate, whether they know it or not, they are desperate for King Jesus. And you have the news you have it. So stop hoarding it. Stop holding on to it. Stop trying to own it. Give it away. Don't leave here remembering Easter. Don't leave here commemorating Easter. Leave here celebrating and living Easter. Celebrate that Jesus is alive and because he lives, everything can change. Leave here giving away Easter, run and tell people the good news. Jesus is alive. Amen? Amen. Jesus transforms lives. And today we get to celebrate that. We get to celebrate the fact that Jesus has transformed some lives in our congregation today. So right now, I want to invite Claire and Michael to come down. Come on back here. Just come around here. So Claire and Michael approached me a while back, and they want to get baptized. And so, uh, amen, amen, amen. 
so I thought, well, what better Sunday to do it than Easter Sunday? The Lord has transformed your life. Amen? Amen. So here's what's going to happen. We'll let ladies go first. You'll step in, and I'm going to ask you some questions, and then we will uh, we'll pour some water on your head. Does that sound like a plan? All right. Claire, do you believe in God the Father Almighty, my, Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried? He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of God, the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. Please answer right now. I do. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting? Please answer right now. I do. Claire, do you repent of your sin? I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Put your whole trust in his grace? And promise to serve him as your Lord. I do. Claire, do you love Jesus? I do. Amen, amen. Claire, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for my sister Claire. Lord, we welcome her to the family of God, Heavenly Father. I thank you, Lord, for what you have done in her life and in Anthony's life, Lord. And I, I just ask now that as that she is baptized in you, that, that uh, she would go forth living a holy and sanctified life, seeking you in all things, Heavenly Father. That we, we bind the enemy, Lord, from attacking her after this moment. Because you are moving in this moment in her life, Lord. And we, we, we speak against the attacks of the enemy on her that will try to bring her back down and say, this didn't matter, Lord. This mattered. This mattered eternally, Lord. And so we, 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 we celebrate with all the hosts of heaven right now. So we pray a special blessing upon my sister. It's in the Lord's name I, I pray. Amen. Hi, Michael. You're next. <laughs> I have to get a chair for you. All right. All right, Michael. Um, we're going to ask you the same questions. Michael, do you believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and was buried? But on the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I do. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting? I do. Michael, do you repent of your sin? I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord? I do. Michael, do you love Jesus? I do. Amen. Amen. Son and the Holy Spirit. 
let me tell you about my relationship with Jesus. Lord, it's time for the church to be the church. We were out of the picture for two years because of COVID in so many people's lives. It's time for us to step back into the ring and start fighting for the lost and for the hurting and bringing them good news. Jesus is alive. And I pray all of this in the name of the risen Savior. Amen.